boys, you've had your fun, but now your fun is done. It's rude girl time. Welcome back to Checkered Cast. I am Scott Queen Christine. And I'm Tara Tutone. And this is an interesting episode we're about to bring to you. We're switching it up a little bit after the last one with our interview with Lady Hatchet. This one is going to be about making space and giving space. All of the music in this episode is also going to be by the wonderful Catbite. So we'll link all of their information in the information section of the podcast, as well as all of our social pages. So be sure to check out Catbite. All right, Tara, I am going to let you kind of present the beginning of this episode, which we're going to be getting into going it solo to shows. The reason why we kind of brought up this topic is because Christy and I are very different on things. Uh, She likes to go in a group or just one or two people to the show. And I prefer to go to concerts alone because I have some pretty serious social anxiety that I did not realize was social anxiety until a much older age. I just kind of thought that something was wrong with me because I am this loud, extroverted human. But in these crowds, I, I find myself getting so anxious and it took a long time to figure out what that feeling was and giving myself permission to feel that instead of just being mad. This is the reason why I go to shows alone. There's no obligation to anybody else to have to meet up with anybody. If I want to leave, I can leave. If I want to stay, I want to stay. It also means that if I'm not very comfortable seeing the first few acts, like if I only want to see the headliner, I mean, I can do that. But just like every other scene in the community, you're going to go to shows and you're going to, you're going to have your people. It's the same people you'll see at every show. So I've always felt like at least I had, you know, a safe space to go to because I knew who I was around. So that's kind of where this topic came from is leading from the fact that I have some anxiety and I like to go to things alone. I totally can relate, but in a a very different way. So whereas you don't like to have the responsibility of other people with you at the shows, I tend to find comfort in my community when I do go to shows because of the other kinds of anxiety that I get when I go to shows alone. I think a lot of that stemmed from me recognizing the mental and emotional strength that I would have to build up in order to go into a place when I was by myself. So it came after the fact of having people that would go with me to shows, having a good group of people that I knew would be at the show And then as that kind of dwindled away, friendships fall out or people move away or they just stop participating in the scene. It was sort of more of a struggle to find people to agree to go to shows with me and I didn't want to stop going. But um, some of the shows that I would go to, I didn't necessarily feel safe being there by myself. And that's not to say it was the band or the venue it was more my own personal anxieties and past situations and just my lived experience of Mm -hmm. certain places um, just felt very uncomfortable or I just didn't feel like, you know, I was anonymous enough to 
be in a space by myself and not be bothered by people. And I totally hear that. And I, I hear that because I've seen it with other people. But for me, I feel most comfortable by myself in it. Like I'm around everybody that I know in the scene. I'm at, at shows. I'm around everybody that I know. I feel comfortable. But I feel like when I'm by myself, I'm in control of me. And that's all I feel like I could be in control of in certain situations. I fully so understand. That's just where I feel the most confident is like, okay, I'm by myself. I know that I can handle myself and I don't need to worry about anybody else's emotions. Cause something you'll find out about me is I care way too much about everybody else. Not as much of what they think of me by any means, but like making sure that other people have a good time. And it's just like how I was raised to make sure that I kind of stand up as a leader to make sure everybody else is having that time. And I often, if I go with people, I'm constantly checking in with them to make sure they're okay, even if I'm not okay, because I'm like uncomfortable or I feel like I have to tag along with that person because they're with me. Going oh, I know that feeling, that whole like, oh, we we came together so now we're obligated to leave together and I have to keep an eye on you to make sure you're not passed out drunk in a bathroom somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Or even just like checking in like, Hey, are you okay? Are you having a good time? Can I get you anything? It's just my nature of like taking care of people, which mm. I think also creates some anxiety for me because it's not something I always like to do. And it's something that comes organically without me trying. And then I find myself in that situation, even if I don't want to be in that situation. I think a lot of the people, yeah, I think a lot of people listening will be able to relate. And another thing that I, I can definitely touch on that's similar to your experience is some of my friends that are part of my community that I, I feel safe with them at shows are, you know, maybe not the most responsible of themselves. And <laughs> it's almost a false sense of security to have them around because it's not like they're actually looking out for me because they're typically like pretty wasted or trying to score drugs or <laughs> just like hooking up with people. And the last thing on their mind is like, is my friend okay and having a good time? <laughs> mm-hmm. But it is nice to know that, you know, there are people like that in the scene. And I think a part of bringing up this episode is to highlight to people listening that there are many aspects in this community that apply when it comes to etiquette at shows, how to respect the community, how to treat people in a way that they want to be treated. I have this kind of presence in my Scott community where there's almost an expectation on me is that if I, if I do go to a show, I'm known for being a networker. I love to socialize. I love to chat with the musicians and find out about what they've been working on or what kind of tours they just got off of. And if I'm not in a good headspace to be quite there, but I still want to show up and support the music, it's, it's very difficult for me to express that to people that I'm not here tonight for you know, networking. I'm here for to just enjoy the music and I don't really want to be bothered because it's sort of this, 
this perceived slight against them that I'm not giving them the time of day just because I'm physically in the same space as them. Yeah, they perceive that maybe you're in a bad mood and they put that on you. <laughs> I feel like that <laughs> happens to me, but just indifferently. So like you, I feel like if you go in and you just want to, if you want to pull a Tara and you just want to go and watch the music and you don't really want to be this Christine social butterfly that you usually are, people are going to take it like, what the hell's wrong with Christine? And they're probably going to call you mm. a bitch. They're probably going to do this. Like, what the fuck's wrong with her? But really, you're just doing you. And right. I think that that's something that we need to give people a break on. And it's it's opposite for me. When I go into a show, I, I go in, I go straight to the pit and straight to the front of the stage. It's where I feel most comfortable. I feel comfortable in a pit and I feel comfortable in a crowd. But once you pull me to the back and I'm one-on-one -on -one or in like a small group, I just, I do like one of a few things. I either get really loud and like comedic because I'm uncomfortable or I just like, I'm like, I try to like lead the troops back to the, to the dance, <laughs> to the dance floor. But people, when I go to shows, if I go to talk to them, I feel most of the time they're very surprised because they know when I'm at a show, I'm like, I'm dancing. I go for a reason. And if mm. I'm going to sit down and talk to them, it's, they're like, what's wrong with Tara? Like, it's a different thing of like, Tara's being this. It's like, there has to be something wrong with Tara because she's actually talking to me right now. And that not is not like on the internet. <laughs> and that is not mutually exclusive to Tara. I have plenty of friends who, who act in similar ways and have have done the same thing as you describe and people people have a hard time understanding what's happening you know and again like that that's kind of why we're bringing this up is to just make make it known that these are issues that people struggle with like you were talking about feeling feeling comfortable in the crowd and for me a big thing of like why I prefer to be up front at shows and not totally blended into the crowd is from a like lived personal experience where I used to be like that. I used to love to be in the pit and <laughs> I, I felt really, just like you said, I felt really comfortable at like the back of the crowd, but also I'm very tall. So I try not to block the stage from people too much. And well, what happened is one time I was at the Many Many Boston's hometown throwdown Andrew WK was the opening act. We were all really excited and I went with a whole crew of friends. We, this was my thing is I used to like love organizing, getting all my friends together and going to the show together. And we all went out for dinner beforehand. We had one beer each at this really great place that was walking distance from the club. We get in the club, we go to the bar right away. We, my friend and myself order a beer and a shot that we we were doing together and so her and I do the shot and then we're walking through the crowd with our beers and by the time I got to the front of the stage area I was already acting totally out of out of it like just not normal and what ended up occurring was I, I had gotten, my drink got spiked. I'm not sure if it happened at the bar or walking through the crowd, but somehow through the chaos of Andrew WK starting his show, I got separated from my friends and I just wasn't coherent enough to figure out what was happening. So I just booked it 
to the back of the club to go to the bathroom because I just felt like I was maybe going to throw up or pass out. I didn't know what was happening. By the time I got to the bathroom, um, I pretty much locked myself in a stall and I guess I blacked out. I have no idea how much time passed, but the club security, I don't know if somebody sent somebody in there or whatever, but the club security came, knocked on the door, woke me up, just assumed that I was wasted, even though the show had literally just started. And they got me to get my coat check ticket out of my bag somehow. They walked me through coat check, handed me my jacket and kicked me out of the club. Sent me on the street in the middle of December by myself, like too out of it to even operate my phone. Like it was, it was not a good situation. Luckily, nothing really terrible happened to me. It could have, but that set a tone going forward where I had a lot of paranoia. There was a lot of feelings of shame regarding not taking my personal safety more carefully. And then just the anxiety of feeling like I was targeted or that there was somebody out there that could have also got roofied and something happened to them. That was, that was terrible. Like just the whole, all of that racing through my mind and going to shows was never the same. Never. I never felt comfortable walking through a crowd with a beer again after that. And that kind of, I'm sorry, that just kind of brought me to like where I am at today now where it's like, I will be front stage <laughs> and people will, and I don't care how tall I am. And, and people will misinterpret like my presence there, but it's, that's a place of safety for me because I know the band can see me and I know my friends will be able to find me and I don't have to worry about being lost again. Yeah, that's a lot. And I, I know that you're not the only woman that has experienced that through their lifetime. Having to second guess walking from point A to point B or walking back from the show from point B to point A. Yes. Like, that's, that's something that because you've gone through that experience, that point A to point B is a completely different feeling and emotion than I have going point A to point B because I haven't mm. gone through that. And let's be real, a lot of the people booking shows and promoting for shows, and unfortunately a lot of the people playing at shows are men and they don't have that lived experience either. The anxiety of leaving a club at two in the morning in heels <laughs> by yourself and having to walk down like, some dark alley to get to your car. And I think it also has to be with how, how we present ourselves as well. And I'm going to, I'm going to be real about it. And, and it's going to be a lot different for me who I don't, I'm going to be, I don't put a lot of effort into like what I look like before I go to a show. I just go, but that's just how I, that's just me. That's how I present myself. But I know you, you are this like goddess and this queen who like gets her shit together and walks out of that house and you're you fucking look fly i've seen these the pictures thing. i think like everybody loves to see it but it's like you know there's also a level of support that could be issued as far as saying hey you know don't step on her shoes or don't spill a drink on this girl like she's obviously dressed to the nines and really put a lot of effort into her exactly. look exactly like, <laughs> I feel whenever I'm not 
that's something we talked about with Lady Hatchet, where it's that theory of other. So one of these things does not quite fit in. So as soon as you are presented in a very, let's just call it like a very high feminine presentation in a very masculine centered (laughs) space, you automatically just, eyes are drawn to you just because you just stand out. And I think, exactly. Yeah. I think, um, I think people of color, disabled people and fat people like myself also, uh, they know that experience of just, it's not necessarily scrutiny and it's not necessarily admiration. It's just like, oh, there's something that doesn't blend in. I'm going to like stare or I'm going to be noticing it. And then on top of that, the perceiver you know, doesn't understand that they are being perceived, (laughs) that I can tell these people have never seen a rude girl before or something like that. (laughs) Um, And then that, that adds to my own anxiety because I know that I'm being seen. And when I leave a club by myself, I have to be vigilant about who saw me leave. When did they see me leave? Am I being followed? Things like that. And that's not a mutually exclusive thing for attractive women. That is something that I think anybody who has heightened fear or has been subjected to harassment just on the on the street in general knows that vigilance automatically snaps into your mind. It's like, how far is my car? Do I pull my keys out now? <laughs> Do I have my phone in my hand ready to call somebody just in case something happens? I think it's stupid that you can be targeted for the confidence that you have Mm, instead of just blending. And I think that's, I think that sucks. And it's something that we all as women have experienced one time or another. Mm -hmm. And And that that's the highlighting issue of making safest, safer spaces because it's not just about respecting people's bodily autonomy and their mental health, um, situations it's also about acknowledging that we are dismantling systems of oppression that are racism and sexism and classism that run rampant in our society and how just because you're in a music space that is hashtag the unity community (laughs) doesn't mean that that is exempt or immune from those challenges that exist in the outside world. I also want to talk about when people do go to shows alone, how they shouldn't be shamed for going to shows alone. They shouldn't mm. be pitied. They shouldn't, because this has happened to me where people are like, oh, well, couldn't your partner come with you or where your friends <laughs> or this or that when like, Hey, yes. my partner doesn't want to go with me or Hey, yeah. I just don't want to, I don't want to have that. But it's, it's, it's that I've all, I've had to explain myself so many times of, well, why can't you just come with us? Or cause I also know myself that I'm going to end up driving because I want to make sure everyone has a good time, but Oh, Tara, like she just, she goes to everything alone. That's I think okay. It's- necessary it's okay that I go alone. Yeah, it's necessary especially 
oh, I'm so triggered by the thing that you said about people mentioning that you went by yourself and or that your partner didn't go with you because my experience in the music community was that, you know, my partner was super well known in our local music community in their circles and I was super well known in my circle and it was very frustrating as a woman to be growing up and trying to make my you know just make my womanhood and my autonomy and my sovereignty of who I am as a person when I would go out and people would constantly ask me where my male chaperone was <laughs> it's really hard because then it's it but because it also turns around and if you give a man your friend or just a random person like if you start to talk to them because they're wearing a cool patch and like okay this is my this is my opportunity to like have a conversation because i could talk to someone if i'm really excited about something so you're wearing a street mm. life patch oh my gosh blah blah, blah 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 do we go to the same show but <laughs> because i'm alone or because I I'm confident in that spot. I am a community. Like I am that excited person. It's going to come off weird. And it doesn't mean I'm flirting with you. And it doesn't mean I want to go home with you. It doesn't mean I want you to buy me a drink all the time. It means that I just want to have a conversation and then I want to be done. Exactly. Conversation is not an invitation, but here's the great thing about this whole experience is that most of the people who are doing that, they're, actually revealing something about themselves is that they're only nice to people with the expectation that that is flirting. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> I, I hate to be, it's true though. It's like, well, the reason why most men think that that is that a woman is flirting with them because she's making conversation and bringing up mutual topics of interest is because that's the only time they approach women with that type of intention is that they want to try to see if they can sleep with you. So it's just, they assume it's the same going toward them. And I've experienced it too. And there's a lot of unfortunate situations that I think come up, especially with people who maybe have lack of the social cues that I see a lot in our particular music scene, because it is a lot of people who are, mostly introverted um, and who don't have really access to a large community of people because as we understand the whole point of this podcast and what we try or what we are trying to do to build a tighter knit community of ska people and i think a lot of people listening where they are they don't have such an existing community so that they don't have as much opportunity to experience how to be savvy with those social cues. Yeah, and I'm not trying to generalize every scenario of every man that I talk to flirting, but it's happened more times than less times to where in mid-conversation I'm realizing like, okay, this is... This it's getting is, weird. <laughs> it's getting the wrong way. Or, or I think it's not just in that conversation, it's how other people are perceiving. Oh, mm. she went to a show alone. And exactly. now she's talking to this man or yep. she, is, she is dancing with another person, which dancing could be just that. And, and this is a big issue in our scene specifically because ska music, dance music is yes. And social dancing has kind of died as a cultural norm. So 
dancing socially with people is often perceived as flirting when it's not. It's super not. <laughs> and I know that, and I, I think it's even harder because I feel like my friendly, my friendly personality, which I do have, and it always comes off is flirtatious now has perceived me. Oh, she's a flirt. Mm. Oh, I've been called a, a two-tone or... tease is oh. something that people <laughs> said about me. And I'm fine with it because, you know, like, it, ha it says nothing about me. It says more about the people saying things like that. And I would say I, if I ever came off that way, that was all them. Because whenever I dance with strangers, even if I think they maybe are interested in me in more than just like a acquaintance or casual way, I, I dance with them with the intention that maybe they've never had an opportunity to dance with a rude girl before. Or they just thought I'm a good dancer and they just wanted to show off how they're a good dancer. I can appreciate that. I specifically took swing dancing classes so that I would be better at knowing the quote-unquote rules of the dance floor. I highly recommend that to people who are maybe very confused by this conversation and have felt like women dancing with them before were obviously flirting. When you have the opportunity to take a social kind of dance class like that, again, I highly recommend it. It, it builds confidence and it also eliminates confusion. I agree. I've taken myself some Lindy Hop classes as well. <laughs> and I think that that is another community where I find that there is a focus on the music and the dance and not that this is a thing we go to pick up people or this is a thing that we do to go drink. It's, it's a community built on the mutual love of the music. A moment of confusion, there's no need for us to fight We can find our own solution, just a difference of perspective A moment of confusion, there's no need for us to fight We can find our own solution, pat yourself on the back The empathy you lack, with someone just like you Tell yourself it's okay to act this way While your enemies are pushing through Wrong word, wrong time, misstep, battle And we're not, for people that are going there to, like, try to find their person, you go. Just be respectful <laughs> and, and go in with maybe that mindset of creating a safe space for the women. Like, attract the women that you want. And if you want a competent woman, make sure you're talking to her. Exactly, um, because guys love, and, and guys who love women and they love seeing women participate in the things that they love to do those are the people who are going to benefit from the advice that we're giving here because they're going to make it a better space for us and that more of us will feel comfortable and more of us will start showing up another thing i would say even if you feel like you don't have an anxiety disorder or even if you feel like nothing bad would or has ever happened to you at a concert or a ska show specifically there is still something to be said about just the 
heightened sensory experience of being at a loud nightclub. And while that might not be something extremely dramatic or triggering for you, just being a little bit more conscious that some of the people around you might be overwhelmed with the sensory experience and you should give them some space if you are able to. Exactly. And I think if you come from the other perspective of if you do have that anxiety and know that it's okay, like it's okay that you have all that anxiety, but what's helped me is creating communities online. It's what I did in Denver. I created the Mile High Scott page. A, because even though I might not talk to everybody, uh, at least knowing a face or putting a face to a name is going to make me feel a bit more comfortable and safe walking around and just having people I know. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. And if I do feel like I want to talk to someone that gives me an in right away, because it's really hard for me to come up into conversation. And this has been something that's always hard. It's, it's that initial step into conversation is very hard. And even if it's, and even if it's not something specifically you're doing as a response of anxiety, it's just a good way to Meet bridge people. gaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to make a tighter knit community and to just have some extra connections doesn't hurt. I think branching out through these online communities is a really good way to expand your social circle of people who are interested in the same type of music as you and to feel a little bit at Part home. Yeah. I highly recommend it. It's, it's brought nothing but good things to me. And it's given me an opportunity to like go before the show or go after the show to somewhere that I probably wouldn't have gone because I wouldn't have known because that's my favorite part. Yeah. So that's, and that's, that was a, a big reason why I made the supernova group is okay. I don't know. I don't know anybody. I'm going alone to this thing. I've never been to this part of the country. Where are the after parties? Where, where do I need to be also putting that face to a name? If I'm like, Hey, I don't know anything around here. I saw you on the, I saw you on this page. That's it's an instant connection that you're going to be able to have on top of the fact that you go, you guys both like the same style of music, which should be easy to create conversation. I know it's hard personally, but (laughs) I think music is the one thing that I get excited about and I can have that conversation. My personal experience is if somebody has come up to me at a, at a venue or at a show and they're like, Oh, Hey, we're in the same X, Y, Z group or, Oh, I saw you were tagged on Instagram with so-and-so and I'm friends with them. That to me is total normal, non-creepy, non-trying-to-be-a-pickup type of a conversation starter. And I think a lot of people just don't even, um, they don't know that or they just don't have that comfortable thing of that. Like, we're telling you here right now that that is a totally sane and normal thing to go up to somebody and start a conversation that way. (laughs) You just have to make it known. Yeah. Yeah, and I... I feel like that's also creating your safe space. You're in charge of creating your safe space Mm. instead of just assuming that other people around you are going to attempt to make the space for you. You're taking control to um, take control of the situation as well as uh, creating your environment. 
and being honest about it too because you know there are incidents where people have been pretty creepy about it and just have come up and said said something to me that I just didn't understand how they knew that about me and it was because they had found my online persona somehow and they just decided to approach me and not preface it with that and that is like one of the worst things you can do because I automatically feel like there there's a forced level of intimacy that I did not consent to because I don't fucking know you <laughs> you might follow me but I don't know you <laughs> I've said this so many times. I don't fucking know you. <laughs> That's a word. Those are words that I've said. Like it, it makes me laugh. I think all in all, I think what we're trying to say here is it's okay. You can give yourself permission to be anxious at shows because there's a lot of people that are probably equally as anxious as you are surrounding you and it's also from the other perspective of like just another concert goer knowing that other people around you might be having these mental um things going on or things going on outside their lives or anxieties to also give them a safe space so provide your safe space as well as providing a safe space for others yes and to recap what we have experienced and what works and what we highly recommend in order to overcome the anxiety if you feel like you're ready and that's something you want to bring into your life is more people who share the same love of music that you do to try to reach out through the online portals available to you in whichever capacity you can and when you do just make sure that you make it very honest and open about that's how you know this person and i would also suggest that we as a community can do our best to support this effort in general not just anxiety suffers what i would say is that you could start a chat night like we have on zoom with tara's group every thursday or you could open up a thread on an event when a concert does come around that you're interested in going and put it out there if anybody wants to grab tacos beforehand or if there's somebody who needs a ride and you feel comfortable meeting up with them just all these different things like you can bridge gaps in our community even if you don't have anxiety these are still like really good things to do to try to expand your network exactly and switching some gears i just want to say a story yeah let's <laughs> go into some experience i think we have space to have some experiences of how this has been for us. Yeah. So as I say, I, I go to shows alone. I've, I've gone to shows alone for a very long time, but last year it was the slackers at Levitt. And I reached out to the people that I knew. And I just asked if they were going to be there just because Levitt is a huge outdoor venue. And it would have been nice to like not stand alone, which is 
cool. And even if I'm up at the front, like knowing somebody that's around me would be nice. So I made it a point. I got to the show. I was standing at the front and I look around and I realized that I knew nobody. Like nobody around me. I even recognized from any show that I have been to. And like that moment I said, okay, Tara, you need to make a friend. Like you need to meet people. And I looked, I picked out one person in the crowd who was wearing a big D t-shirt and wearing checkered shorts and just jumping around. And I was like, okay, that one person I'm going to like go talk to or that one. It literally was, Hey, spin me around. Like I gave him my hand being like, Hey, dance, like let's dance. Do you want to dance with me? So as kind of looping into what Christine said about this is a, like our ska music is a dance music. I took that opportunity to like, okay, pick one person out. I know you're anxious. Like you don't know anybody in this moment. You're up front. Well, I have this theory about people who listen to BD in the kids table (laughs) suffering from anxiety disorders because it's a trend that I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because it's true. (laughs) Us big D kids got to stick together. Yeah. There's something, I got to take a psychologist to dissect the lyrics in Big D and the kids table and see why it appeals to people with social anxiety disorder more than other people. (laughs) And it's, it's just funny from the outside perspective, because again, I, I have just befriended people because I'm extroverted. They happen to be introverted. And then I make the connection that they have anxiety and then they happen to also admit that they like Big D. It's just been a thing. Well, (laughs) You know, Dave McWayne, I don't know if, if you want to chime in on this. <laughs> he probably has anxiety, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. I totally appreciate that you found your own group of weirdos. <laughs> oh my God, we are such a group of weirdos. <laughs> Perfect. My time, whole experience in the community as far as dealing with people with levels of anxiety The challenges that I faced, especially when I did not understand how many different ways anxiety manifests itself, there's definitely a stereotype that people know pretty commonly about the types of anxiety disorders and what that looks like in people. And it wasn't until I started experiencing my own issues and that I had researched in started in therapy to discover that I actually also experienced anxiety. I thought I was, I thought I was impervious to it because I am a confident person, not realizing that it's on a spectrum and that we all have our days where maybe it is Mm -hmm. uh, a big impact for you. And really digging into the different types of anxiety and how they present themselves helped me just become a better me. And as a result, the people around me benefited from that as well. Um, Hopefully quarantine has given you a lot of time to work on your self-development as well as exploring new bands and new music that you didn't have a chance to check out before. And you're super excited to go out and support live music again once it starts coming around and meeting new people and yeah and maybe you've been playing some music yourself and you want to get a band started these are all like the soup we're so excited about the potential of all the good writing and all of the good music that's going to come out of this downtime 
It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I want to open up our platforms on Instagram or Facebook or Anchor FM. If you can relate to any of this, like, and you feel comfortable sharing your story, I'd love to hear how you've mm. coped with your anxiety or how you've helped someone um, feel more comfortable at a show. I feel like we've all experienced this in one way or another. And I'd love to open the door for people to share their stories or even just come to us. Like it doesn't have to be on an open page. You can direct message us and we would love to just like have a conversation with you about it because it is something that I struggle with on my day to day. Agree. And I also want to make note of going on social media and following and liking and subscribing to the podcast, sharing it with your friends. If you know somebody who, who could really relate to this episode and maybe they don't even like ska, just have them take a listen because it, it makes us feel a lot more normalized and a lot safer and better and well understood when other people are vocal about what they've been through. We just really want to build some community support and interaction here. And I know this was like not the typical checkered cast that we've been having, but I hope it's being uplifted by the cat bite music that is played because they are rock stars and they're going to go places. I just can't wait to see the amazing places Catbite's going to go. So I just want to make sure that this episode stays uplifted mm. with their awesome music. Yeah. And on the same note of what we're really excited to get out of this downtime and this community building time is the new music and highlighting bands that previously didn't get as much of a focus as they should. And Catbite is one of those bands. We're really excited that they offered us up some of their music. And we really hope that everybody enjoys the female-fronted positivity that we've been trying to highlight on this show. So I think as we've already made it pretty clear, we, we've offered plenty of tools and plenty of perspectives that hopefully help the community feel enabled to support each other and recognize where people may be needing support and how they might be needing support. I think it's really important that we honor and mention as well the issue of sobriety when it comes to anxiety. Because for many years, I didn't know I was experiencing anxiety because I was self-medicating with pot and drinking. And as soon as I recognized that I needed to cut back on those coping mechanisms because it was becoming unhealthy for me, my anxiety started to make itself a lot more presented. And that is something I would like a lot of people to be a lot more conscious about, especially in our community where there's a lot of people dancing, there's a lot of people falling all over each other, and a lot of them are falling down drunk or they're just blazed out the brain. I think it's important to recognize that that person might be medicating themselves because they're also struggling with anxiety or some other depression or something that is taking up a lot of their mental capacity and that it is super, super, super important to not pressure people into drinking and to not make people feel awkward for declining 
a puff puff pass, especially if you have in the past known them to be a participant. Just try to do your best people to not hold people to expectations of how they used to be when you used to know them, especially after we come back from this quarantine and COVID period and we go back into our music spaces, recognize that a lot of people are coming out of this year changed for the Mm -hmm. better, I hope. (laughs) And no, and realize that we haven't been around people Mm. in a really long time. And it's going to take, some adjusting and figuring out again how to be around other humans. Exactly. Whether they be hyper tuned in to wanting to socialize or hyper the opposite. Please just be communicative about it. Ask people questions. Just say, what, what do you need right now? Do you need to talk or do you need to be left alone? It's simple yeah. as that, people. It's okay to ask that too. I want people to understand like if if you're even in a conversation where you're kind of feeling uncomfortable, you can ask that. Mhm. Yeah, if anything it makes you seem a safer person because you're willing to put that level of vulnerability on yourself and say, "Hey, I don't know what this conversation what what's happening here or what we're getting out of this interaction and I just want to make sure we're both coming out of it with what we want." Exactly. Boom. Simple tools, peeps. We'll see you guys uh, in another few weeks. Our next episode is going to be an interview with Jenny Whiskey from Hub City Stompers. Cannot fucking wait. Check you guys out later. Bye. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have the third one. The third one makes it official. Because of the third wave, (laughs) duh. (laughs) Confusion, there's no need for us to fight. We can find our own solution, just a difference of perspective. A moment of confusion, there's no need for us to fight. We can find our own solution.